I was sitting by the window and you guys were walking and I saw you guys come back and then suddenly I just couldn't see you anymore. And I was like, did I, <laughs> like, am I hallucinating? Nah, I'm just in the road. <laughs> You're just rolling on the road. <laughs> Literally. Hi everyone, this is Wendy and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm here with one of my closest friends. Grace Power. Hello. Grace, thank you for being here today. This is like the highlight of my day. (laughs) Mine too. I'm so excited. Yes. And would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Grace. I guess we'll talk about this later, but I met Wendy when I was a freshman at USC. We're now seniors. Um, it's let's been see. Years. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm double majoring in theater and economics. And I don't know, I'm a Sagittarius. There we go. Ooh. Fun fact. I just remember sometimes we would like walk back from the dining hall and you would just go off. Like you and Emily would just go off about about all of that. That was such a good time. <laughs> oh, about astrology? Yeah. And how I was convinced I wasn't a Sagittarius. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, I'm a cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you finally. I know. I've accepted. You finally accepted your fate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, because we've sort of known each other since since freshman year, um, we're talking a bit about residential life in college and how just we've grown together both as people and just in our friendship over the years and how in those years our passions have shaped our college experiences together. So let's talk a little bit just about living together in college. So how did we meet? Would you like to go? (laughs) Oh God, yes, I will go. You know I hate this story. (laughs) We're gonna be old and I'm just gonna be like, hey Grace, remember the first day we met? (laughs) Okay, well, It was move-in day, and I was, like, the last person to move into our eight-person suite. It was, like, 4 a.m., I I think, right? It was, like, pretty late in the day. It was, like, no, I think it was maybe, like, 3 or something. Okay, it was in the afternoon, yeah. Yeah, and I, like, there was so much stress happening outside of the move-in that, like, we don't have to get into, but, like, I was so stressed out already minus the fact that I'm like moving into college for the first time and I felt so left out because I was like I'm the last person to move in and everybody knows each other and they're all making friends and like my mom and I couldn't agree on freaking anything the whole five hour car drive down (laughs) and I was just so stressed and not a happy camper and I just came into the apartment or the dorm and I was like convinced that everyone hated me because I was like, I'm acting like such a jerk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, all of my sweetmates are going to hate me. That, yeah, that's how I meant. And at least that's my, that's my recollection. <laughs> I just remember asking you because you came in with a bin. 
like, oh, hey, do you need any help? And you were like, no, I'm good. You were like, I got this. I look fine. So What a fib. <laughs> well, you, um, you put on a good mask, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but lo- look at us. Here we are today. I know. Here we are. Here we are, um, having been friends for more than three years. For a lot of the people who I know, for a lot of people that I've like talked to throughout college, they've said that like their freshman year sweet mates or roommates have just been like so awful. They were so awful that they had to move mm. out. Yeah, and I know we talk about this sometimes, but I know at least for me, like I've been so thankful just to like have known you guys and to have been put randomly into the same suite. <laughs> Three, two, one, two. <laughs> for life. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I remember like hearing so many bad stories about like roommates and I was like, my roommates are my only friends. I was like, oh, like the opposite problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So since freshman year, we've been, we've been living together. Well, not currently right now, Um, but I am there in spirit. (laughs) Your room's here. My room's here. And yeah, but just throughout the years, like we've had a lot of great, great experiences and memories together. We should, maybe we can go through like each year and just talk about some of the highlights. That would be fun. Yeah, that sounds good. So freshman year, so we were all in the same suite. We had a suite of eight people. Yeah, we weren't roommates, but we were um, all in the same suite. Well, okay, I just remember studying in, like, the table outside of the rooms a lot, and I yeah. just I just loved how, like, our dynamic with just how people would walk in and walk out, and being able to, like, ask people how their days were going, or just catching up was, like, super fun, like, in a place with so many people, because I, I know after freshman year, it kind of, like, it was, like, four people, and then we kind of went down a bit in terms of the number, so that was yeah. super fun. Also, Pie Nights dude. We should tell everyone about our amazing pie nights. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy for pie. Like, when you think back, we should not have been that excited. We were like, oh my god, it's almost time to get pie. Like, are you ready? Like, one more hour, and then we can have, like, (laughs) all the pie we want. I just remember you would would text me the hour before, and then you would text me, like, 10 minutes before, just to check that I was, like, in the suite or something. Oh my god. Two or three minutes before, we would be like, okay, we have to go now. So we would go two minutes early and go downstairs to the professor who who lived in our building, Papa Xi'an. Mm-hmm. And then we would have so much pie. I don't know how my stomach could like contain all that pie. Yeah. I don't know we how. Really... And it would be after we ate so much in the dining hall. <laughs> Gosh. I would eat like oh my two God. plates of carbs and then I would go get pie. Like I was so, I remember being so jealous that you could do that. I definitely don't do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, that is so impressive. I would get like half a plate of pasta and then like rice and then like two drumsticks or something. It was my dream. It was my dream. <laughs> and then we would get pie. We would get all sorts of pie. Wait, what was your favorite? 
I do love a good banana cream. Mm. <gasps> the banana cream was so good. You liked the fruit pies, if I remember correctly, right? I would think to myself, like, this is pie, but it's healthy because there's fruit, so. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I liked all of the cream. Oh, yeah. And even, like, when you would eat in the dining hall, though, yeah, you would have pasta, but you would also have, like, a whole plate of vegetables. Okay, you that's know? true. Okay, that's true. Yeah, like, you were still healthy. I don't know. I just ate like really insane amounts of food. Yeah. I think it's something about freshman year, just about having all that food available to me. Totally. Yeah. I feel like now I just eat when, like, I just eat when I'm bored. Mm, like snacking. You know, yeah. like in quarantine and I'll just eat like bigger meals than I need just because I'll be like, I don't want to do work yet. I want to keep watching Netflix. So I'm just going to have a second serving so that I don't have to work yet. Also, I just remember another huge thing about freshman year and just especially our first semester was football. Yes. Yeah. Right on, baby. Yes. The summer before I came here, I remember getting um, like a postcard from from the marching band. And I was like, ooh, this sounds so cool. Should I join? <laughs> oh so I thought God. about it at one point. Yeah, but then I realized, like, how much they practice and mm-hmm. the fact that they practice the same song, like, for, like, eight hours a day. Even though, let's be honest, like, that song is so great, so. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's so funny. I, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you'd be great in the marching band. What instrument would I play, though? Do they have clarinets? I used to play the clarinet, so maybe. Hmm, probably. What if I was a drummer? <laughs> That would be fantastic. I want you to be, oh no, I don't know what the word is, but it's like the leader. No, I know what you mean. Like they hold the sticks and they're like. Mm-hmm. They don't call it conductor. Like I'm thinking they're conducting, which they are, but they're not called that. The sports equivalent of a. Whatever. The, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Of a conductor. <laughs> yeah. Clearly I know a lot. <laughs> I just remember getting a season pass and going to so many of the games. I just felt like as a freshman, I was definitely like a part of the community. And yeah, there were people to root for and, and like all my friends were there. And yeah, and they would give out like fun little merchandise. Um, yeah, like out in the stands. That was super fun. And then sophomore year, we had our first road trip, right? Like our first long ish road trip, like where we yeah. actually went and stayed overnight. Mm-hmm. So we went to Big Bear. Which was so wonderful, but so cursed on the way back. <laughs> I think we should tell everyone the story. Also, because I'm recording this, so, like, I, w- I, w- I want to capture this memory. <laughs> so, it was a great time. We had, like, lots of fun snow moments. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But then, on the way back... Well, okay, first of all, so... Going to Big Bear and back is a two-hour drive, right? I think probably, yeah. So we were coming back from Big Bear since one of our other friends, she or Emily, she had a cabin over there. And so we went there for the weekend. And so we came back on, I think it was Sunday, right? We were driving back and mm-hmm. we were supposed to come back around like early afternoon. But then, but then, so we were on this mountain, we were driving back. And just everything that could have gone wrong, like, went wrong. (laughs) Literally. 
Oh my god. Well, okay, first of all, you're <laughs> like the gas was going down very quickly, right? Yeah. Okay. Basically, we just ran into insane traffic, like worse than I've ever experienced in my whole life. Yeah. I think the drive back took us like I think we were in the car for like 7 hours. No, or we something. were in, Oh, it was 7 hours. Yeah, at least. And there were like multiple cars that were either stuck or in a situation where they couldn't keep driving. So there were like multiple spots down the mountain where it was like cops were there directing traffic, only letting one side of the one-way road go at a time. Yeah, that was why it was so slow. Crazy slow. And my gas was like going down. You were the only person who had service. No one's phone worked except for mine, which was so weird because it was also at like five bars, like the max signal strain. (laughs) So I was like, what is going on? So yeah, I was like texting everyone. Yeah. But then, oh God. So then we were like a couple hours in and Emily is sitting next to me and she looks at my windshield and she's like, I hate to make this any worse, but there's a big crack in your windshield. And I was like, well, that's going to be real expensive to fix. That sucks. Yay. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then we had to pee so badly. So funny. (laughs) You didn't go, right? Yeah, well, but I got to see the entire scene unfold (laughs) from the window. Me and Emily went first, right? Yeah. I did my thing. And then I was, like, walking back. Snow and the ice was really packed up to the side against the street. And so it was, like, kind of steep. And so I, like, stepped over that ridge to, like, walk down the, like, kind of steep path back onto the road. And I, <laughs> I, I can't even say it without laughing. I slipped. And not only did I, like, fall forward into the road, I fell horizontally <laughs> to the point where I rolled down the road into the street. Like, I didn't slide down on my butt. Like, I rolled into the street and my car is still very much running because like (laughs) we we weren't gonna pull over and like I get in the car and I'm like oh my god that was awful that was so hilarious but also now I'm cold and wet after you came in like Emily did the exact same thing (laughs) we did the same and I couldn't save her it was so funny I was sitting yeah I was sitting by the window and you guys were walking, and I saw you guys come back, and then suddenly I just couldn't see you anymore, and I was like, did I, like, am I hallucinating? Nah, I'm just in the road. <laughs> You're just rolling on the road. Literally. Literally. Um, also, they were opening up the, mm-hmm. our side of the road, right? I just remember you started counting how many times the car in front of us braked. You counted for two minutes, and in those two minutes, you were like, he braked 38 times. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. It was, it was a wild. I've never seen anyone be so, like, tap and go with their brake. Yeah. I remember I was excited when I got to actually press the gas. <laughs> when you're like, I literally don't have to, like, press my brake anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. We got back eventually after all of that. And you had a meeting at 9 p.m. We got back to campus at 8.53. So we were on the road from 2 to 8.53. God. Six hours and 53 minutes. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. That was a, that was a bonding experience. I'm never going to forget that. 
It really was. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, so that was highlight of sophomore year. For junior year, we moved off campus this past year, back in February, where every, when everything was all cool. We went to slow. That was so fun. That was so fun. I feel like that was our last, that was one of the last things I did, like, in public with other people. (laughs) We were just there, and we were joking, and we were playing games, and I was like, life is so easy. We just all make it so complicated. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of, like, one of my favorite quotes, which I haven't thought of in probably years, but I really liked it. It was like, life is really simple. The sun rises and the sun sets. We just tend to complicate the process. I like that. Like, I like when life feels simple. Yeah. Because it almost never does. When you think about, like, nature, like, if you go to the beach and if you just watch the waves and if, or if you just go watch, like, a waterfall, it's so peaceful and it's so, it just is. Yeah. Reminding ourselves, especially during this time that perhaps it is possible to find moments in our day when we can kind of feel like that again when we can kind of feel just at peace with like who we are and like where we're at and just kind of let things flow I think that's super important absolutely I totally agree even beyond like all of these experiences that we've sort of had together over the years Some of the most interesting conversations we've had together, some of the most like insightful moments we've shared, I think have actually been just while the two of us were just talking um, in our rooms about what our interests are. Yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about our own passions. For me, I study neuroscience and math econ. Um, And... I'm not gonna lie, Grace. Lately, when people ask me what my major is, I started to say neuroscience and I take some math classes. <laughs> not because I'm discrediting my other major. People like ask me if I'm doing a triple major and I don't That's want fair. people Yeah, and I don't want people to think like this girl is literally doing three majors. <laughs> it does sound like like it does sound like it when one major is literally called math econ. Yeah, which is weird. But yeah, for me, the brain is just so interesting to study because just thinking about like everything that we do in this world, why we sleep, how we're able to read, like learning to ride a bike, having this conversation right now, like everything goes back to the brain. The brain is like so fundamental to like, obviously to whatever we do, but like we still don't know so much about it. It's an enigma. And also just the idea that how everything is so interconnected. Biology, we have English, we have, I'm taking a gerontology course this semester, which is basically the study of aging. If you're just thinking about something like gerontology, or you can't know about it if you obviously don't have the words to to talk about it with, which is English, and you need to be able to understand like the biological mechanisms behind like why our brains work in order to like actually do research on on a topic like that. So it's just super cool how everything is like so interconnected. Um, Our stories, how our stories, like your stories and my stories, they're like inner, they're interwoven together. And yeah, and even our struggles, like just right now, like being in physical isolation, how that's a common thing, obviously, that we all share. 
because of that, like it's always been just a field that I've just been so invested in and so captivated by. I love that. I love that. I love (laughs) hearing you talk about the things that you love. And I also am like thinking back to freshman year when we would have conversations and you were like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. (laughs) And now I'm like listening to you talk about all these things that you're passionate about. And I'm like, oh my God, this is three years later. This is a perfect segue for my question. Now the host is becoming hosted by. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to my podcast. Wendy is my guest today. Yes. (laughs) We're switching. (laughs) Here's my first question for you. Go for it. All right. You're doing a lot of cool things right now. Okay. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You really are. You're the head of your neuroscience club. You've done so many cool things with like labs on campus. You've like also gotten to take, first of all, you have two majors that are both so intensive. And then on top of that, you've also gotten to take all kinds of elective classes. Like you've taken English classes, you've taken dance classes, like all these fun things. I've taken so many in so many different departments, which partly might reveal that I'm very indecisive, but also just that I have like way too many interests. (laughs) But I think that's fantastic. I think that's wonderful. And my question is, I feel like freshman Wendy would be so happy and like would admire senior Wendy so much, both in like mindset and in like accomplishment. So here's my question. That was my lead in. It's very long. My question is. Such a great lead in. (laughs) What do you think were the main changes in perspective or mindset that got you from like freshman Wendy to Wendy now? A super like important thing just has been that like growing up in the Bay Area, like everyone is very STEM oriented. So everyone is very like focused on like math and science. Like in my high school, we had five lanes for math. It was ridiculous. (laughs) And then for English, it was just like everyone took the same English classes. And also like people were doing robotics, math Olympiad, bio Olympiad chem stuff like I grew up in this hyper competitive culture people trying to be like the best at all these stem fields being in college it's definitely like it's opened me up definitely to the beauty of different majors and the beauty of like for example for you guys living with you living with living with our other friends being exposed to like these ideas that we talk that you talk about in theater, like how how to act well, how our other friend Emily, she talks about like creative writing, how passionate she is about about English and reading, having that perspective, it has like given me definitely a greater appreciation for my life and just for the people in my life. Like I think just restricting myself to like a little bubble of STEM people is very you just don't realize like how narrow your perspective is. Also It's definitely like shifted my interests a bit because I came into college thinking that like I was going to go be an engineer or I was going to go be a doctor. Yeah, like one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And as a senior, I realized now that like I don't think I want to define my path like moving forward that narrowly, you know, because I have so many like diverse interests. I want to see where my interests take me but not necessarily not necessarily just being like in 10 years like I definitely want to be a doctor having values of like I just I really want to like I'm a very people-oriented person 
I want to find a job where I can like empathize with people where I can really go out there and help them and interact with them and like maybe like study their behavior and study like you know all of that Mm -hmm. um and I think four or three years ago I definitely like wouldn't have been saying that it's definitely not been that like straightforward but I kind of like that I'm just kind of walking down a road that that I'll sort of figure out eventually (laughs) I love that I feel like that's such a good mindset to have and it's such a hard one Mm -hmm. to have um especially like yeah I feel like everything is so like networking oriented and like have a have a career path and and know what you're going to do and know how you're going to get there. Yeah. We feel like such a strong need to impose like so much structure in mm-hmm. our lives. I mean, especially right now, which 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 makes sense to some yeah. extent. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess you kind of answered this. Mhm. But I'm also just curious because I know you've done stuff in the past with like facial recognition and memory and things like that, mm. which is so f- freaking cool that was such interesting research yeah okay because I remember you doing a lot of research for this and I'm I was just wondering more for me just if that is that path is something that you would consider moving out of college Mm. or if there's like another emphasis that you're really passionate about Mm. just um kind of for context so sophomore year I got super invested in face recognition (laughs) I would come back and just talk about like faces like all the time (laughs) and I would talk about like how excited I was about the different experiments I was coming out with (laughs) um and yeah so I think so that was fresh that was sophomore year um sophomore year was I think when I really developed an interest in cognitive neuroscience so that's basically just like neuroscience in terms of like how we perceive perception sensation. So perception could include like vision. Um, The research that I'm doing right now, I'm doing some speech recognition research. That was sort of when I really got into that, like cognitive neuroscience. And I think that's definitely like something that I want to, like, I don't know if necessarily I want to keep doing like face recognition, I think it's definitely like perception just in general, human perception. I think it's definitely something that like I do want to continue exploring in the future, whether that be in research and something else. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy to think about how like three years ago, I didn't understand any of this. Like I didn't know what cognitive neuroscience was. I didn't know what like all these like psych like jargon (laughs) yeah you're teaching me right now I'm like yeah perception totally (laughs) perception is in like um just our higher level like abilities so thinking memory um vision uh speech I have one more question for you yes I'm ready (laughs) And maybe this is just because someone asked me recently about why I decided to to double major. Mm. So maybe I'm just projecting. (laughs) But anyways, why? Dying to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why did you decide to double major? I originally I came in just as a neuroscience major. So my first semester at USC, I took a math class. I took calculus three, um, and in that class, 
we did a lot of like stuff with 3D objects, 3D shapes. I just remember I was in that class and I just loved that part of like that part of the course so much, just being able to like visualize and like doing all this geometry. Um, Mm -hmm. I just love visualizing and seeing like objects and seeing like all these graphs and diagrams in front of me. So my first semester, I just really enjoyed my math class. Um, And so I was like, why not? Why not take some more? Like I didn't want to do like a pure math degree or like applied math because I was like I'm not that like also I can't even fit that like I can't fit that mm-hmm. with a neuro degree that's way too much I took a great um econ course in high school and I really enjoyed it so I was like why not um why not add try try math econ so I added that in um I think it was second semester freshman year I didn't have like a super complicated or super like eloquent reason or anything for for adding it But what's cool is like actually over the years, just doing my research, face recognition research, and now doing speech recognition research. What's super cool is I've realized that math actually is really like the basis of a lot of the things that we've done. So for example, in in my old face recognition research, so in my lab, someone created a like filter it was basically a program, but basically what it did was um, you could take two faces and this filter would calculate like how similar the faces were. So Mm -hmm. for example, like if we just take my face right now or a picture of my face and then a picture of your face, like, and if you apply this filter over it, it could like tell you how, um, like how similar our faces are. Like it would give you a number saying like, for example, like 0.5, which which would mean like our faces are very similar or like 10, which would mean that they're very different. And I just remember b- thinking like, I don't quite understand like what, like I understand what it is, but like how it actually works is like mm-hmm. very much a be- black box. Um, yeah. And it was cool because like the, se- like a semester later after I, uh, after I joined, I took a class that was that kind of talked about this thing, this filter. Mm-hmm. I just remember the per- the professor was talking about how the filter somehow calculated some numbers and then it would calculate like the distances between the corresponding numbers. Like, like for, for example, for my picture and for your picture, I just remember thinking like, as my professor was explaining that, that like, that was so cool because like when it boils down to what this thing is actually doing, like it's just taking the distance between two points. So it kind of mm. all boils down to math th- in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, and also right now working in, um, on my speech recognition research, what's super cool is like, I mean, obviously I'm working with, with sound. It was funny because I was editing my podcast the other day and I was talking to my dad and he was like, if you think about it, you're just editing a bunch of sine and sine and cosine waves. <laughs> <laughs> when you like actually sit down and think about like okay why does this thing like work like what is it fundamentally like what is it Mm -hmm. at its core um it is math in a way which is super cool and so I think over the years I've definitely realized that math has been like very complementary to what I've learned in neuro to the research that I've done to the classes that I've taken I don't think I want to pursue like pure math or anything in the future. Learning about it has definitely helped me understand like why 
I've done the things I've done. Why like some, yeah, some of the models that we've built like actually work that way. That's awesome. That super long answer, but <laughs> no, I loved it. That's really cool. I, I mean, you're so right. Like, first of all, you're just so smart. So listening to you talk is wonderful. Um, Grace, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, Grace. Well, okay. Next, we're gonna talk about Grace and how she's like <laughs> so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to how we used to spend like so much time together at the apartment. Sometimes we would just spend like such long afternoons studying together <laughs> I think you can put studying in quotation marks studying <laughs> quotation marks we um, talked most of the time well okay <laughs> well okay we would study for like like we would say that we were going to study and then we would sit in the living room and we would probably study no we would study for like two minutes but then after two minutes <laughs> I would just be like I I have to talk to Grace like I just like she's sitting right in front of me. Like I have so many things I want to talk to her about. Yeah. Which is so interesting. So then we would talk for like seven hours. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And then it would be like midnight. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we'd be like, where did the time go? A big part of like our conversations during our study sessions together <laughs> would be about like you would tell me a lot just about theater, about acting. Mm-hmm. You would tell me about acting classes. You would tell me about your shows. In terms of like when you first got into theater, like when was that? When you first got into acting? My first show, I was probably like six and I got the lead. Thank you very much. <gasps> Not that it matters because I was six. You got the seven lead or when something. you were six. That's so cute. I love well, everyone that. else was also six. So it was really <laughs> just a cute time for all of us. Well, you beat everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. The show is called Peggy the Pint-Sized Pirate. Oh, my God. That's so Peggy. cute. <laughs> I love that alliteration. <laughs> Initially, I was really into, like, singing and dance mm. separately. I really like them both separately. And then my um, friend, Beth, from my elementary school was like, hey, do you want to audition for this musical with me? Um, and I was like, I think we were in fifth grade. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I do. Part of it was because I wanted to spend time with her. And then the other part was like, oh, I can sing and dance. This is great. I can do both. And the acting part, I didn't really care about. I was like, I just want to perform. Um, and so that was super fun. And then I did that. And then I just never, yeah, I really never stopped. The only year that I didn't do theater, like a show, mm-hmm. was freshman year because I was doing a bunch of choir stuff. But even then I was still, I still took like You were an still very class. involved, yeah. In- yeah. And I, yeah, I really never stopped mm-hmm. starting in like the fifth grade. Wow. That's crazy. That's like lifelong. As you've sort of been on this journey, what do you think has been your favorite part of of theater and of acting? The first I will say is I just love performing. I just really love it. And that's like not even acting, that's dance, that's singing, that's anything. I really enjoy performing and I get such a high from performing. It's like the athlete's high, but it's like Yeah, it's like when I feel the most exhilarated, like I just feel really great. 
So that's one. And then the other one's kind of like, ooh, that's so actory of me to say, but it's true. How the characters that I play affect me in ways that I never expected. Ooh, that's so interesting. It's so like actor, but it's true. Like there's so many characters that I spend so much time with and I learn so much about them and like why they are the way they are. Um, But also like bears noting that I love psychology and I love acting techniques that are based in psychology because I just think that's really interesting they're very fundamentally tied because you're putting yourself into someone else's shoes yeah for a lot of acting methods the basis of anything you do is all based on what the character wants Mm. it's all what does the character want in this moment and how are they going to go about getting it And then you can expand to like, why do they want it? What happens if they don't get it? At the root of it, it's like, what do they want um, and why? Mm -hmm. And I've played a lot of characters that are very different from me. But they have been so hard for me to let go of Mm -hmm. because, I don't know, they just mean so much to me and like they affect me. It's like as you put yourself into their shoes, like you almost like grow a relationship with Mm -hmm. them even though they're not like physically there yeah that's so cool yeah it's hard it's really hard on the last day being like I'm never gonna play this person again Mm, because it's the last time and you kind of have to yeah you have to let them go and I don't want to (laughs) I remember sophomore year um I think it was your the first show that you did you did Kentucky right Mm mm-hmm And I just remember at the end, I think it was that one when it was super hard for you to let it go. Yeah, that one was definitely hard for me to let go of, for sure. It's still hard. Like I, sometimes I go back to like those monologues if I have to do them for something. Mm -hmm. I like don't even want to do a monologue from that play. I don't want to do one of her monologues unless I'm like really being her in that moment and I'm like if I'm just like doing something for class and I'm not it's not like a full performance it's just like a reading of something it's like it's like too special for me to like touch again wow yeah that's like one of the biggest things that I wonder just about how you're able to like emotionally like detach yourself when you've spent so much time like learning about this person, putting yourself into their shoes and like being them yeah, for like two months or something and then being like, okay, this is over. It's hard. I mean, I feel like there's different parts to it because certain roles can be, not even roles, but like scenes can be emotionally draining. Um, And I know a lot of actors in, like, the industry, they have routines that they do when they go home. Like, I'm going to make myself a cup of tea. I'm going to take a bath. Whatever it is to, like, release whatever you put yourself through. But it's also interesting because I think for the most part, at least for me, when something is emotionally draining, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, me like I'm drained 
like I feel emotional. This is not going to make any sense, but I feel <laughs> emotionally drained sometimes, but it's not my emotions that are drained. It's like the character that you're playing. Yeah. It's like, I feel drained that my body was the vessel in which all of this character's emotions had to come out of. That sounds so weird. (laughs) That's so interesting. I like just heard that. I had an out-of-body experience where I just heard myself say that. And I was like, oh my goodness. After you, I mean, I hope you don't know this feeling, but I feel like everyone does. After you like really sob. Hmm and you cry for a long time, and you needed to cry, Mm -hmm. and you just feel like, you still feel sad, and you feel drained, but you also feel like this release, because it's, you had to get it out, Yeah, it's like catharsis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel like this release when you're done with the day, at least I do, and you do feel emotionally drained, but it's not necessarily like, a horrible feeling if you're doing it healthily mm-hmm. some people you know method actors don't recommend it <laughs> their processes can be unhealthy you're able to put a line between like who you are and then who your character is does it ever get hard to do that especially for characters who you might see parts of yourself um, in I think what happens for me is obviously you know, if you're playing a certain character, the thoughts that you're having, the emotions that are coming up, the situations, the stakes, they're all the characters, they're not yours. So on that front, separation's pretty easy. I think when it gets difficult is when you know the character so deeply and you care for the character so deeply that when that character, like sometimes I'll have moments where the character will like get their heart broken Mm -hmm. and then my heart will break for that character because I love them so much. (laughs) And then I'm like on stage and I'm like crying as the character, but I'm also crying for me because I feel so bad that this moment just happened to the character. So the line like blurs. But I do think it's okay because it never feels like, it never feels like my heart is breaking. I mean, it is, but it's the character. I'm not making any sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's super interesting. I just think like theater, like as an art form, like it's very, very emotionally draining. And to be able to like do that like every single day. Wow. That's, that's really admirable. It is kind of like a muscle though. Oh my gosh. Look at me being all sciencey. There's two forces. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, there's like two forces acting on it. And one of them is like the idea that it's a muscle so it can be trained. So doing a scene, your eighth time doing it, it's going to be way easier than your first time doing it because you've trained those muscles. Even emotion as a byproduct will come out easier. Right. But then the other force working against it is like, you have to keep it new and fresh for yourself Because I can't even imagine being someone who performs eight days a week for, like, six months. That's crazy. Like, how do you not get bored? It's interesting to talk about it Mm -hmm. because I never try and articulate these things for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting having to try and 
Articulate that. Articulate it. And I don't think I'm doing a very good job. <laughs> no, I think, no, I think you're, you're totally making sense when we're studying. Like I'm just on the couch saying stuff like, oh my gosh, I haven't solved this math problem in two days and my homework is due in two hours and I'm stressed. And then mm -hmm. you're on the other side of the room saying like, I need to do a monologue for my class in 30 minutes and like pour all my emotion into this. I got to get it memorized and like I'm performing it in front of everyone. <laughs> so it's just like super interesting how, how different how different we are. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so necessary. Like I'm a, I love that we weren't the same major, especially when we were younger. I feel like now we're more balanced in who we are. Yeah. But especially starting college, just coming in, getting home and knowing that like your school day is done. Yeah. You have homework, but your school day is done. And now you get to talk to people who had completely different days than you who are like dealing with completely different things and it like puts everything in perspective and you also get to like learn about their interests. We always talk about how different our days are. Like I go to class and then I sit in lecture and then I'll go to my lab. Maybe I'll run some people for my experiments, um, stop by my lab professor's office, chat with him a bit about different new ideas that we might want to implement. And then you, you on the other hand, I just remember last, it was, I think it was last semester. You were in, you were in that stage combat class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was so fun. And I was only in it for like literally two weeks, but it was great. I remember I asked you about like your classes. You're like, yeah, like I had stage combat. Like, do you want to, like, I can teach you how to get like fake punched or something. <laughs> and then you taught me. <laughs> that was the most different, I think. Yeah our classes have ever been. That's also kind of how I feel being a double major too. Mm. For you being a double major, you do kind of get both because econ is, is kind of like more similar to, to my other classes, just in the sense that it's like lecture, taking notes, all that. Together, we get the best of both worlds. <laughs> I know, seriously. I think it's really great that we're both majoring in different things, mm. but we can also talk about them I can't imagine being a freshman and living with all theater majors I think I would mm. explode I think I would move out I think I would <laughs> so really move dramatic out. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then everyone's stressed about the same things you're stressed about oh, everyone's yeah. auditioning for the same things you're <laughs> wait that could that could actually be kind of a, because if everyone wants like one role then that was like the I would say more the climate um in high school because now at least mm -hmm. there's like more shows and stuff short films and all kinds of things. How do you think being in all of these different plays and musicals over the years, how have they shaped who you are like as a person? I think I'm more empathetic. I would consider myself an empathet empathetic person beforehand too. My job is really to justify why people are acting a certain way. Hmm and why people are acting how I would never act mm -hmm. and thinking how I would never think. Like it forces me to be more empathetic. It forces me to be more understanding and like really want to understand where people are coming from. All good things, I hope. I hope it hasn't done something bad. <laughs>
maybe maybe this is how neuroscience and theater are very share a lot in common I learn about like why people behave the way they do from but yours is real and mine's fake <laughs> From a biological and psychological perspective. <laughs> and then for you, for you, it's a bit different. You're still exploring it. Like, I feel like you figure out the answers. I don't know the real answers of why people act the way they do. When I'm, like, talking to people and meeting new people, I'm giving people the grace and the space. <laughs> the grace. <laughs> yeah, the grace and the space to, like, be who they are and try and understand and want to understand why they are that way yours is actual science so you can actually find answers <laughs> <laughs> that totally doesn't mean that like that like one is more valid than the other for so many of the classes that i've taken like there are so many theories that are like not proven um but my professors just say like oh it could be this it could be that and like the field is still evolving and growing and who knows the directions it'll go in, um, in the future. In our field, there's definitely a lot of ambiguity. Acting, there's something so like profound about that. Like you put yourself into someone else's shoes and you study who they are and what their motivations are, why they act the way they do and why mm -hmm. they feel the feelings. Um, that they might be harboring inside. And like being able to show that to people, I think that's, that's just super cool. I think neuroscience is really cool. And you're right, they're more similar than maybe people would initially think. Yeah, definitely. Which is super interesting. I remember freshman year, I thought like, wow, our majors are so different. But no, mm -hmm. everything is, everything is interconnected in some sense. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> Well, Grace, that was such a cool conversation. I, I feel agree. like every single time we talk, I know the gist of the topics that will come up, but it's, but I think there's always like new stuff. There's mm -hmm. always new stuff that I learn about you, which is so cool. <laughs> Love it. Well, um, thank you for being here today. This has been such a joy. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was so fun. And I hope that for any of the listeners out there um, who might be listening right now, I encourage you to go pursue what you love. And just like me, you might meet some of your closest friends along the way. Yay! Yes, I second that. Do what you love. Meet Woo! wonderful people. Thanks for tuning in and I will catch you all next time. Bye.